1: It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan.
0: Feed me now! I'm starving!
1: On the Fantasy Feast Eating podcast. <laughs>
0: Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the show that's so nice. We do it twice. It's the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. It's presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker at Ross Tucker NFL on social media. You can watch the show youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. At Ross Tucker Pod is the social handle for the podcast network, the star of this show the one and only Joe Dolan. We love him from FantasyPoints.com. Make sure you use that glorious, glorious code 23FEAST to get a discount on the best information in the business. Joe, we dive right into it. We talked about on yesterday's episode, we do the show twice a week during the season about four teams having buys, being especially ready for certain waiver wire pickups, if you ever think of guys that might be a good option for quarterback streamers or tight end streamers, Joe, we're all ears on that one. What about the Ravens and the Steelers? Of course, recording this Wednesday morning and Kenny Pickett's status up yeah. in the air, I do not expect him to play having a bye next week.
1: You know what? I, no, the Steelers offense, Ross, first and foremost, a broken offense. Putting a hobbled Kenny Pickett back there, I think, would be malpractice. Um, far be it from me to, to say that the Steelers have made good decisions this year, but I, I just do not think that would be a wise move by any stretch of the imagination for the Pittsburgh Steelers against a pretty good Raven defense uh, and, a reju- and a rejuvenated Jadavion Clowney. Um, have you been following Burner Gate, Ross? Uh, no. I mean, I, I've seen it.
0: By the way, just because somebody's defending someone doesn't mean it's the guy's burner.
1: It's probably a family member. We saw it in Philadelphia with the Colangelos. That's a normal collar. Find a new slant. Um, apparently, Matt Canada uh, has either a family member or his own burner account out there, that uh, a that, uh, Twitter account that is entirely dedicated to defending Matt Canada. It is not my burner account. I'll tell you that, Ross, because there is offensive concepts that just do not make sense. You know, there is... um. There was a a route concept last week that that was going viral on the socials. Um, Basically, the Steelers ran sale to the right side of the formation. They ran play-action power to the left side of the formation with the play fake going to the right and Kenny Pickett rolling to the left. Uh, First and foremost, Kenny Pickett does not have a huge arm. Kenny Pickett trying to throw sale concept from the far hash. Not really the smartest thing, especially when, you know, the check down isn't there for him because they went the wrong direction. That could be a bad play call. It could be bad play design. It could be bad play communication. It could be bad communication by the quarterback. What it shows me is an offense that is completely and utterly out of sync. Um, I know Mike Tomlin doesn't fire coordinators. I have to imagine it's going to be in the cards if there's no improvement this week from the Steelers, whether or not Kenny Pickett plays in this game. Um I don't feel good about playing any Pittsburgh Steelers. Pat Freiermuth by the way, he's going to miss a few weeks with a hamstring injury. It looks like that could keep him out not that could keep him out past the bye, not just through the bye. Um, if you play George Pickens, you hope for a big play. If you play Najee Harris, you hope his efficiency continues to climb. He's still by the way Najee Harris. Um is generating explosive runs at a higher rate than most other running backs in the NFL, believe that or not. Um, but the problem is the Steelers don't run enough plays for it to matter. And the question is, is Najee Harris the Steelers' goal line back? Ross, if they ever get to the goal line, I'll let you know about that.
0: <laughs> All right, what about the Ravens? They're kind of looking looking good against that Browns defense. That was impressive.
1: Yeah, I think Lamar Jackson's playing at a super high level right now. I mean, just completely in control of that game. 15-19, uh, and 19. he did what he needed to do. He made some big-time throws. And the thing that Lamar Jackson has been doing, the Baltimore Ravens haven't had a good um haven't had a good uh run game because well they lost JK dobbins Gus Edwards has been kind of keeping them on schedule. I'm interested to see by the way. They have a rookie undrafted free agent by the name of uh of Keaton Mitchell. He had a big up uh, camp, they kept him, uh but he's eligible to come off of IR. I think he had a shoulder injury. Uh don't quote me on that, but it was an injury. Somebody to monitor for those of you in deeper leagues because they might try him to get the run game going. But the point I was making here is Lamar Jackson, because they haven't really had a great run game, has gotten back to being their goal line back. He scored two rushing touchdowns in each of the last two games, and that is going to significantly raise his ceiling as a fantasy quarterback. I think the Ravens should be able to control this game against the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: I'm really curious about the next one. Both
1: these teams, Joe, it's the Bengals and the Cardinals. Here is my major – first and foremost, Joe Burrow might not have T. Higgins in this game, um, who has a rib fracture, could miss some time. How am I supposed to feel good about Joe Burrow as a fantasy quarterback? Like, I, I posited this on Twitter earlier in the week. I got, in our subscriber Discord, I got some Sam Howell or Joe Burrow questions this week. Sam Howell against the Bears tonight, today's Thursday, even though we're recording this on Wednesday. And Joe Burrow against the Cardinals on Sunday. And that was an easy answer for me. The answer was Sam Howell. Joe Burrow just played the pass funnel defense. Tennessee Titans. The defense that surrendered the only good game Deshaun Watson has played as a Cleveland Brown. And Joe Burrow threw for 165 yards on, on 30 pass attempts. I don't care who he's playing right now. I need to see it from Joe Burrow before I start him for fantasy. He's had three games where he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass, and now he's not going to have T. Higgins? The Bengals need to win this game. They need to somehow win one of their next two games getting into their bye, so at least they're 2-4 and and have a pulse. But I can't start Joe Burrow for fantasy. Can't do it. Cannot justify it.
0: Conversely, let's talk about the Cardinals. I kind of like Josh Dobbs, and I kind of like this rookie receiver, Michael Wilson.
1: So, Michael Wilson was a guy who, when I got to the last couple rounds of my best ball drafts on draft games this year, he was an auto pick for me. And, and it wasn't because I expected them to trade for Josh Dobbs. It was just that I thought he had some size, I thought he had some ball skills, and I thought that was something that a lot of these other receivers did not have. And so far, it's kind of played out that way. He should be rostered. Um Josh Dobbs throws him the football. He's made some plays, which is going to earn him some trust. I like, I like what I've seen from Michael Wilson, and I think you could start him as kind of a, I don't want to say desperation wide receiver three, but I still think that that might be where he is. But again, four teams are on by this week. You might be down Amari Cooper. You might be down Keenan Allen. You might need to start a guy like Michael Wilson in your lineup, and you could certainly do worse. Um, the guy I want to highlight, and I think he's going to be very popular on DFS slates this week, um, James Conner. Uh, he this is a good matchup it's a it's a bengal defense that surrendered a huge bounce back game for derrick henry last week james connor's had at least 12 opportunities in every game i think he carries the ball 15 plus times in this game
0: let's get to the eagles and the rams it's another 4
1: 5 p.m eastern time kickoff joe so i i understand um this is on a Thursday that we're recording this, and we will have, by the time you listen to this, you'll have had practice report information. The Rams have a couple of key injuries. Um, Matthew Stafford and Kyron Williams are both dealing with hip injuries. Uh, Sean McVay has said he anticipates that Matthew Stafford will be able to play. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like they're overly concerned about Kyron Williams, but again, let's check on his status uh, as as the week goes on. Um, maybe it's a hip pointer, and those can be really painful. Um, and obviously I'm burying the lead here, what's up with Cooper Cup? He's eligible to practice, return to practice, and play. Does he play this week? Does he return to practice? Or do they kind of slow play it here? And that obviously would affect Puka Nakua, um, who probably will get fewer targets if Cooper Cup plays um, because he's been playing the Cooper Cup role uh, in their offense, but I don't know how they could take him off the field for... Uh, for Cooper Cup, they have to find a way for Puka Nakua to transition to the Robert Woods role or put Cooper Cup in the Robert in the Robert Woods role because they cannot take Nakua off the field. And obviously the Eagles had some struggles in the secondary last week against um, the commanders. But if Stafford's dinged up, the Eagles all- all defensive line will get after him. Could be a really interesting battle here. Um, on the flip side, the Eagles still just don't look 100% there. And, look, last year they had a historically great offense. I don't think anybody with with the loss of a coordinator thinks they're going to be back there. And, and I think I've identified why the Eagles don't look 100% there. Jalen Hurts, to me, has been coached, based on all the information I have, has been coached to take fewer hits. So through four weeks this, this season, he's had a designed non-sneak, non-kneel-down run 16 times. Through four weeks last year, that was at 22. So six fewer designed runs in four games. That's 1.5 per game. That is statistically significant. Moreover, on quarterback scrambles last year, so non-designed runs, Jalen Hurts averaged over two yards after contact per scramble. That, he is less than half of that this year at .84 yards after contact per scramble. That's per fantasy points data. To me, that says, Jalen Hurts, we want you not running through contact. We want you hitting the ground. And if you're watching the Eagles, you're seeing Jalen Hurts look a step slow, a step hesitant. He had ankle surgery this offseason, a minor surgery to remove some hardware. Nonetheless, he did have it. That shoulder injury he, had, he suffered against the Bears last year apparently affected him the rest of the year, including into the Super Bowl. I think the Eagles are coaching Jalen Hurts to take it easy, and I think it's kind of affected the rhythm of this offense. The Eagles still have to find the right balance between Jalen Hurts being a meaningful part of their run game and a meaningful part of their offense as a runner— and making sure Jalen Hurts doesn't run himself into oblivion the way he did last year. That balance has not been found yet. I think that's the issue with the Philadelphia Eagles offense.
0: If you're feeling good about your fantasy draft picks, Joe, but you're not sure what to eat, why don't you just make it easy on yourself? Order in on DoorDash. Now you can root for your squad while your food and drinks are on the way.
1: All
0: right, Joe, let's talk about the Jets and the Broncos. Zach Wilson coming off his best game as a Jet, and the Broncos coming off a win.
1: You want to get spicy here, Ross? It was easy for me to say start Sam Howell over Joe Burrow. Sam Howell going against the Bears, that terrible defense. Dare we do it. Dare we start Zach Wilson against the Broncos defense instead of Joe Burrow against the Cardinals. I don't know if I can do that, <laughs> but Zach Wilson played well last week, and I'm—I feel bad for him. Actually, I, I had an early morning flight on Sunday. I did not see the end of that game. I fell asleep on the couch, but I watched obviously the highlights and the fumble and, and Zach Wilson saying, "I lost us the game," and like, I, I don't. For a kid who's been so criticized, like I—I I think I would be encouraged by what he did in that game against Kansas City. They—they they, you can argue they should have won it. I think Zach Wilson, if he comes out and plays well against the Broncos, we could actually get some momentum here for him. And this is a perfect matchup for him to get some momentum. This is, the, I I would argue, the worst defense I've ever seen through four weeks of an NFL season. Um, and I think this is an opportunity for Zach Wilson to come out there and sling the ball around. I'd actually feel pretty freaking good about starting Garrett Wilson this week. Um, and I feel good about starting Brees Hall this week. I think this has to be the week that the, Jagu- uh, that the Jets get Brees Hall going on the ground. So Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, I feel really good about starting them. Honestly, man, I, I expect there to be some Zach Wilson ownership on DraftKings this weekend with the matchup, the price, the fact that he played well last week. I'm not getting there in my season-long leagues, but I certainly expect some DFS sickos to be piling in some Zach Wilson into their lineups this week. It's
0: interesting, Joe, because uh talked to Kareem Jackson on yesterday's Ross Tucker football podcast, and the first thing he said when we brought up Zach Wilson was dual threat and hmm. keep him in the pocket, which is interesting because obviously there's some concern and worry about Wilson as a runner, which obviously adds to his fantasy value.
1: Yeah, you know, for sure. And, and if you know, he's also got a find the balance of because he's been so poor as a passer in the NFL. I really think the Jets want him to kind of get the ball out quicker, quickly, which neutralizes his legs. So there has to be a comfort level for that. But I just feel like this is a defense that, man, I'd just be, I'd just be uncorking the ball. I think Zach Wilson can have some success here.
0: The other side, the Broncos, Joe, what are we thinking there?
1: So, obviously, um, we've we've had the practice reports um, from Wednesday. I do not have the access to them right now um, because we're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, I'm interested to see what the situation is in the Broncos' backfield. Javante Williams dealing with a uh, hip flexor injury, which is essentially a groin injury from what – our Dr. Edmund Porras tells me. Um, and in which case, I'm really interested in this uh, UDFA rookie who's been picked up in a lot of leagues this week, Jaleel McLaughlin uh, from Youngstown State. Go Penguins. Um, he uh, he has that Darren Sproles kind of body type, and, well, he's being coached by Sean Payton, which makes things interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if Jaleel McLaughlin becomes somebody who essentially takes Samaje Pirine's job um, down the line or unfortunately, could make this a three-man backfield, which would be a really big disaster. Also, can we please get Marvin Mims some more routes? Like, for the love of God. I mean, the guy's out there, he's leading you and receiving. He runs like four routes a game. Come on, man. Come on, Sean Payton. Get him out there. By the way,
0: I thought uh, McLaughlin looked good. Looked like he had some juice. Oh, he has um, real
1: juice. Yeah, I like him. And he's a guy who was a viable pickup in, in all formats this week.
0: What about um the Chiefs at the Vikings? This is an interesting game on multiple levels, Joe.
1: Yeah, because the Chiefs just they just don't look sharp. Like they're they don't have a receiver. They try if they have if one of these wide receivers emerges, um, and as we saw last year, none of them emerged, I think it's gonna be Rasheed Rice, the rookie um from SMU. But I I don't know like what else to say about the Chiefs. Right now, I start Mahomes, even though he played poorly last week. I start Kelsey. And I start Isaiah Pacheco, who's getting more involved in the passing game. He's actually top 10 among running backs and receiving yards, which is really good news for Pacheco to hold down solid RB2 value. And if you play Jarek McKinnon, you hope he gets stuff at the goal line. But as you saw last week, you could essentially take a zero from Jarek McKinnon. The Chiefs right now is Mahomes, Kelsey, and Pacheco. That's it. And I want to stash, you know... Rasheed Rice, and I want to stash Sky more because somebody's got to emerge here, right? Keep in mind, last year nobody did. None of the receivers emerged. On the
0: other side, Joe, what about the Vikings? They didn't exactly light up the Panthers last week.
1: I just think it's hilarious that Kirk Cousins was on pace for 6,000 passing yards and over 50 passing touchdowns. And he has a game in which he throws for 139, has a couple of picks, and they win their first game of the season. <laughs> I mean, that is just the Minnesota Vikings to a T. I mean, he has a 99-yard pick six, and they win their first game of the season. Uh, I think we're going to see more weeks one through three, Kirkie, in this game. He's going to have to throw for 300 uh, for them to, to beat the Chiefs, and I think he probably will. Jordan Addison got goose-egged, um, still running fewer routes than K.J. Osborne and gets just one target. Um Alexander Madison by the way outsnapped Cam Akers pretty significantly. I think that's going to become more of a split as uh, as the year goes on, but the fact that Alexander Madison ran for 95 yards, added three more as a receiver and averaged 5.6 yards per carry, probably a good sign for him to keep his lead over Cam Akers in that backfield.
0: Sunday night is a gigantic oh, game, so Joe. I'm so excited about it. I will be sitting there Sunday night, watching the Niners hosting the Cowboys, taking things to the next level, drinking some Labatt Blue Lights, hopefully with a friend or two, living life to the power of we always enjoy responsibly beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. By the way, before I forget, Joe, we're heading into the fourth quarter of this episode, and in football... The fourth quarter is where the magic happens. It's where games are won, where champions are made, and in business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win their Q4. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place. To save your team precious fourth quarter time. And smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. So get ready to dominate Q4 with sales hub. Learn more at hubspot.com slash sales. Speaking of fourth quarter, speaking of being a sales rock star, how about Christian McCaffrey, Joe? He's like the he he is like a godsend. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time where a guy goes out and does exactly what you expected and then some.
1: Yeah, I mean, just... He's wonderful because he they he, they're, he shows that you can still have a star running back in the NFL. And proof that not any Joe Schmo off the show... Like, they're not signing Zach Moss and he's coming in there and doing that. We know, look, we know Elijah Mitchell's had success in the Shanahan system and Mostert and all these guys but they're not Christian McCaffrey. Um, And the Cowboys have been a team that can be run on this year. We saw the Cardinals do that against them last week. Um, Obviously, this is really interesting because I feel like the Cardinals, uh, excuse me, the 49ers have really only been challenged once this year. That was against the Rams. Then they've played the Giants, the Steelers, and the Cardinals, who are shaping up to be three of the worst teams, at least offensively in the NFL this year, though the Cardinals have certainly shown some spunk. The Cowboys haven't really been tested so far this year. They laid an egg against the Cardinals, but then they've gone out against the Giants. They've played the Jets in Zach Wilson's first start. And then last week, they played the Patriots with immobile Mac Jones. So it feels like, in a way, this is the first real challenge for both of these teams. And I want to see what these teams look like in a competitive atmosphere. Um, The thing is, uh, Ross, do you know... Which wide receiver in the NFL, when active, has the highest share of his team's receiving yards this year? Um, no, I don't. It's Brandon Ayuk. Wow. Um, obviously Ayuk missed the week uh th- the week three game with the shoulder injury, but he is having a dominant season. And of course the Cowboys, last week they didn't play a team that could challenge them without Travon Diggs because the Patriots don't have any wide receivers. Um The 49ers do. Debo Samuel last week played through the rib injury. Um, I think it was very obvious that they didn't want him taking unnecessary hits in a game they should have won. He didn't even uh, have a target in that game. I expect his role is going to ramp up in this one. But Brandon Ayuk is playing at a superstar level right now. And uh, I just wanted to throw that out there before he inevitably blows up in one of these coming games. So so you could say Dolan was saying Brandon Ayuk was playing at a superstar level uh, before he blew up. What about the Cowboys, Joe? So they've had a couple of games where I thought Dak Prescott played really well and under control. And then they've had a couple of games where I thought Dak Prescott played really poorly and was not under control. Um, I think this game, he, the, the game against the jets in week two, he was 31 to 38. Really good. I thought he was really good against the Patriots 28 of 34, but he hasn't been a good fantasy quarterback because they really haven't had to do a whole lot offensively. Um, To me, the Cowboys are a team where you play CeeDee Lamb, you play Tony Pollard, you play Prescott if you need to. I wouldn't be happy about doing that in this game against the 49ers. Um, And you take a shot on Jake Ferguson if you need a a tight end. This is a Cowboy offense that hasn't needed to be explosive this year for the most part. Last game, Joe, we've got the Packers
0: at the Raiders on Monday night.
1: Yeah, so um, I bought Aiden O'Connell. Looked overwhelmed at points, but I also thought you saw his spunkiness come out, but I don't think he's going to play this week. I think it's going to be um, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo now. We will not find out until later today about Devontae Adams' status. Uh, I mean, obviously, Devontae Adams came out and was ridiculous in the second half for the Raiders uh, in, in helping bring them back against the Chargers. But, of course, he played through a shoulder injury, which, as we saw, with Brandon Ayuk, different circumstance. Brandon Ayuk had a short week. Uh, that stiffens up over the week. So we'll, let's keep an eye on the status of Devontae Adams. But the Raiders right now, if Jimmy Garoppolo plays, are a three-man fantasy team. Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, and Josh Jacobs. That Those are the three guys you play from the, from the Las Vegas Raiders.
0: Um, it's been
1: that way for a while. What yeah. about the Packers? Um, so the Packers now had their mini buy. they played on Thursday night, obviously got their butts whipped by the lions, but the Packers now should have a healthier Aaron Jones, a healthier Christian Watson. Um, the problem for the Packers is this offensive line every single year. You could just copy and paste the practice reports. David Bakhtiari goes on IR Elston Jenkins is always hurt. Um, now I think, uh, The Packers are expecting a couple of those linemen, uh, Elston Jenkins, Zach Toms injured, John Runyon. uh, They're expecting a couple of those guys to play this week, which is good news for them and good news for Jordan Love. But it's just a shame that we can never see this offensive line at full strength. That being said, I'd be willing to play Christian Watson and Aaron Jones this week. They need them both. Uh, And Romeo Dobbs is a guy who Jordan Love has significant chemistry with. He should be rostered in every league if he's not already. Um, He had 13 targets last week against the Lions, catching nine for 95 yards.
0: Love it, Joe. Killing it at FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker pod and I'm stuffed. We're finished.
1: Thanks for tuning in to fantasy feast. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker football podcast, even money and college draft all on the DraftKings network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcasts on your favorite platform. <laughs>